In a land far, far away, not really, two brave souls unite. Unite to embark on a mission to review the greatest films, or at least somewhat watchable. Join in on the journey with the professionally unprofessional film critics, the Film Bros. This product is rated B for badass. Ladies and gentlemen, it's one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, in the building again. The Film Bros are back. I'm joined by my brother, JB. What's going on, JB? What is going on, Film Family? What is going on, Mr. CEO Hayes? Yes, it is I, the prodigal one, JB, back with another episode. Yes, and this week, I know this is technically what where keeping it real should be at, but we're going to do stuff a little bit differently today. We're going to go over our top 10 movies of the decade uh this is something that we've been looking forward to we also have our worst movie of the decade so just one of those are you are you ready to hop into this list jb oh absolutely i mean it's the last episode of the year and what a way to close it out not even talking about the top 10 of 2019 we're going straight to the decade so let's do it yeah let's definitely do it so bro uh what you got for number 10 i'll let you go first on here okay yeah so all right cool so i'll go first so first of all this is this is a ridiculous task that we gave ourselves because you're talking about thousands of movies in the last 10 years and to bring this down to, you know, we're huge film fanatics. So to bring down this list to 10 is crazy. So there, you guys listen out there, you're going to disagree with a lot of this shit. I'm sure we're saying you're going to wonder why certain things are on there, why things are not on there. But keep in mind, there's been hundreds and thousands of movie release over the last decade. So I'm also interested to see what everyone else has, but to get, do you have an honorable mention before your top 10? I know we didn't really talk about having one, but just off the top here, do you have an honorable mention? My honorable mention, uh, yeah, and it's not it's not on my top ten, but my honorable mention is Captain Phillips. Uh, um, for those who don't know, I'm a gigantic Tom Hanks fan. He's actually my number one, and it's kind of crazy because as I'm looking, this is a little bit of a spoiler. He's not in he's not in my top ten, and considering he's my favorite actor of all time, no. But I do have to give that a honorable mention. If I if I had to do number eleven, it would be Captain Phillips. Yeah, my honorable mention that I just want to mention is Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Because I think it was... It's the such, remake. Yeah, the remake. Uh, 2013. And the reason why it's my honorable mention, it almost cracked my top... Matter of fact, if it wasn't for a movie I just watched, it would be in my top 10. Um, but it, it, I think it was such a unique horror movie. A, it's hard to do remakes. I think they, they, they didn't try to make it a remake like the original where the original was heavy on comedy. It's just a straight horror movie and it's fucking creepy as shit. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm going to I'm just going to feed off of that for a second like and I'm sure people are going to laugh but Evil Dead was the only movie I saw in a long time where legit I watched this movie like two o'clock in the morning and legit I was like this shit is a creepy movie because most horror movies nowadays they're just freaking they're not scary but that was a movie where there was jump scares and legit it was a creepy movie yes I I agree with you 100% well good good there well all right go ahead with your number 10 bro so my number 10, again, it's it's really hard to, to go at this, but my number 10, it's a movie with my second favorite actor of all time being Leonardo DiCaprio, and my number 10 movie is going to be Inception. Ooh, okay. 
Um, the cinematography, Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie, just the total mindfuck. I'm a huge fan of psycho thrillers. I know I haven't really said that much, but I'm a huge fan of, of psychological thrillers. And this had all of it. And I think it brought a new element of film, just with the cinematography and a lot of the visual effects that were done. But do you remember this one? What are your thoughts Come on this on, one? First of all, Christopher <laughs> Nolan is one of my favorite directors oh. and writers. Um, uh, but yeah, this... A, it's such a, a mind bending movie. Like I like I like movies with twist endings. Like twist endings are my thing. Um, yes. I love movies that make you think and, and keep you guessing throughout the whole thing. And the imagery, like when those buildings get to twisting and everything, it's just yes, bro. like in, in the first trailer, it's like this is so fucking cool. And of course, Leo, who's like my number one actor of almost all time. Like I love Leonardo DiCaprio as an actor. Um, he played the shit out this role. So absolutely 100 percent agree. Yeah. So what was your number 10? <laughs> my number 10 is Shutter Island. Another movie that features Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and, yeah, I mean, much like you, uh, this, this because it, <laughs> A is directed by Scorsese. A great script here. A movie that also has a twist ending and that always leaves you guessing. And Leonardo DiCaprio plays. And when the twist comes, it's. It's a subtle change, a subtle change in his acting that just makes the whole movie that much. Like, have you have you went back and watched it since the first time you saw it? I've seen it at least ten times already. And actually, um, we'll we'll get a little bit more into it because I do have it higher okay. um, on my list. So definitely, I want to get into that hundred percent. All right, what's your number nine? So my number nine. Um, again, I kind of went back and forth on this. Uh, my number nine, and believe it or not, and this is a spoiler. I'm giving straight out. This is the only superhero movie on my list and it's my favorite superhero movie in the last decade and people are going to be like whoa but it's black panther i absolutely enjoyed the movie black panther i love michael b jordan in the movie i love the action sequences um it, i don't think it was such a in-your-face superhero movie such as others but just what, what's the name of the what's the name of the um the main character his real name chadwick boseman right um, I love him in this movie, and he's gone on to do other things like 21 Bridges, etc., but I absolutely love this movie. I, I loved everything about it, and um, yeah, and uh, you know, they're coming out with Black Panther 2, so that's definitely... I'm not a huge superhero fan. I know people have seen, like, every one of them. I'm not so much me, but Black Panther, I'm 100% with this movie, and I can't wait to see part two either. What do you think about Black Panther? Black Panther is a great movie, but I think that... I, I think it's overhyped some, personally, in my opinion. I think... I know well, that it'd be great... I think it was overhyped just at the fact that it was so everybody was excited to see a black superhero um, in the main role. But the plot of the plot of Black Panther is really a straightforward superhero movie. It's really not much different in it um, at all. Uh, and so and it, it pains me to say it because I love the movie. Like, I don't want to sound like a hater. Like, I hate the movie. I don't. But I just think that it's it's really just like that in the plot of Thor, almost the exact same. I know. I just really liked it. I don't know why. And for me, I don't think it has anything to do with it being a, you know, a, a, a black superhero. I just really like the movie. I love the action. Oh, the acting is way better in it than than Thor. So I'm just talking about from a the story lot of aspect. Yeah, the, the the cinematography beautiful. The imagery is beautiful. I love how they actually the score and the soundtrack. I yeah. think they won like awards for that shit. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar uh, curated the soundtrack, and I love the way that they. While Wakanda was a more technologically advanced city than anywhere in the world, but the, the the buildings and everything still felt very like African. So it was just like the whole way that it was put together was beautiful. So I can't I can't argue with that. No. Gotcha. So uh, 
That's number my number nine. What about your number nine? My number nine is a movie that I literally just seen, Uncut Gems. That's crazy. So you know what? Um, before you go into Uncut Gems, I'll preface this by saying my number eight is actually Uncut Gems. So this is a, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, cool. Let's talk about it. First of all, to see Adam Sandler in a role like this was fucking crazy, bro. Like it was still very like you know Adam Sandler has had the over his career has been very over the top but even some of his most more mellow roles you can see the hints in there but i the thing that i like is the scene where he breaks down and he's crying in his office and he's just like nothing's working like i can't do anything right like i think that was some of adam sandler's best acting in his career um and just like the desperation in in his face and some of the subtle things he does with like his 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 facial expressions in some of the scenes and like when he's in the uh, thing with the family and his brother in law is like looking at him weird because he just had him naked in the trunk like it's just such great subtle acting in it period a hundred percent like we're used to seeing Adam Sandler in that sort of slapstick comedy and it reminded me of the first time I saw Robin Williams in a not so Robin Williams role which is one hour photo where he was like the the creepy guy that worked at like the the fake walmart you so such used to seeing this guy with comedy shit and now he's like this scumbag con artist kind of guy and i absolutely love this movie and like yes i had to put this in my top 10 for 2019 and if we're just talking solely 2019 this is easily top three for me in 2019 and the fact they didn't get any golden globe nominations is ridiculous but um in for on our facebook page i actually did wrote, wrote a little mini review on this and i enjoyed this movie so much adam sandler is so great in this movie and Again, even though he's a scumbag, he's a lovable scumbag, and you kind of want to see him succeed. And every time he has a little shine, a little moment of succeeding, he finds a way to fuck it up. He kicks it, kicks it in the nuts. Like even even the end is a perfect example of that. Like he wins this million dollars on this perfectly. Like you're a better. Like he parlayed this and that. Like I don't I don't quite understand all that, but just the fact that he thought that out of okay i can win a million dollars if this happens this happens and this happens and it's it all is possible to happen um and then he wins he unlocks the door he's thinking it's all good i got your money now bam shot right in the fucking face so i kept on saying the whole time i'm like at some point in the movie this motherfucker is gonna die just there's no other way but the way it happened i was i don't know about you but i was a thousand percent surprised that's how it went down because a couple things kept on going in my head like eventually like someone else would kill him or i thought maybe the girl where i have to say um julia fox which was like her his side piece in the movie she did a tremendous job i believe this was her first major role if i'm not mistaken we talked about uh, i don't even know if we're recording uh margot robbie Yes, she's gonna have a similar career trajectory the first couple of years to that. I guarantee. There have already been articles like the hidden gem in uncut gems. Like she, she very good. But go ahead, continue. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Yeah, no, no problem. She was really, really good in this movie. Standout. I never seen her in anything. I don't think she was ever in anything big. So I enjoyed her. I thought that she would be the one at the end to fuck him over, because she had she had the ticket. Um, I thought the guy that she met at the end. The, the, the old man that was trying to come out to her, I thought maybe he might kill her and then kill, you know, kill Adam. Yeah. There was so many different ways I thought Sandler is going to finally meet his end. I didn't think literally as soon as he opens the door, he's going to get shot and that's it. So, but again, it, it had to happen. And also another thing that a lot of people aren't talking about, freaking Kevin Garnett, he was pretty decent in this movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, Kevin Garnett was good too. Lakeith Stanfield, good as always in the movie. Um, his like they even killed his brother afterwards. Like, hey, and that just changed my whole like because I thought his brother in law was in charge of the guy who shot him, but maybe not. Like, I don't I don't know how the fuck that happened, but that shit was just crazy. It was a great movie, great written movie. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And the fact that this movie just came out and already snuck into, you know, our top ten just goes to show how great the movie is. But anyway, that was your number nine. My number eight. Let's go ahead and get into your number eight. My number eight is Captain America: Civil War. I for a few reasons. It's the first one that um, the uh, the brothers did. I, damn, I'm at a loss for their name now. Uh, who end up doing this? Um, they did Winter Soldier. And they did the last two Avengers movies. And Civil War, I think, is a better Avengers movie than Avengers 2. <laughs> and the fact that they balanced all the characters as well as they did, but it's still a Captain America movie, that's why it's my number eight. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't really say much about the movie. I've never seen it. Uh, again, I haven't seen a lot of superhero movies, which might be shocking from someone that loves film so much. But I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I don't know. I never really been into it. But I'll go ahead and take your word for it. And Captain America, I will say, growing up, I did love comics. Captain America was always one of my favorites. See, and I love what they did with Captain America. And like the first Captain America movie, he was like, which I saw. He was. He was. He was Captain America, but they added so much depth to him. Matter of fact, I would say that my number eight is Winter Soldier and Slash Civil War. Like, because I, I look at them both as the same. Um, and if you like spy movies, I always say, like, like for example, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is one of the best comic book movies of all time. Because even if, you take, even if you take Batman and Joker out of that, it's just a great, like, detective story or, like, whatever action movie. Sure. Winter Soldier is the same way. It's a, it's just a great action movie. It doesn't matter that it's superheroes. Matter of fact, because the villain and the bad guy are both super strong, you it the superpowers kind of so it's not even like the superpowers aren't very highlighted in the movie. It's just a great movie. Yeah. I definitely have to eventually watch some of these freaking superhero movies because especially like that's oh, one of the movies now going into 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Going into 20, 100 percent. But um, I have to go back and watch those. But Civil War, I remember I heard a lot about Civil War um, when it came out. Um, you know, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. These are some of the movies that you heard all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's your number eight. So going in, moving forward, my number seven, uh, a lot of people might not have seen this movie or might not have, you know, whatever the case may be. But for me, number seven, starring Brad Pitt is Moneyball. Um, I did you? I don't know if bro. you hate that movie. I hate so it. I loved I loved Moneyball. I, this is really weird that you hate Moneyball because you're a financial guy. Yeah. And the movie had to do with that. But for those who don't know, Moneyball is based on a true story. It's about the general manager uh, of the Oakland A's, a former general manager of the Oakland A's, Billy Bean. And... Uh, he basically tries to, to to go against the whole scouting system, and rather than going off of certain baseball players, he he looked more at statistics. And the movie was great. It's not a bit. I wouldn't call it a baseball movie because the writing was really strong. The dialogue was really strong. Brad was great in the movie. Also, it's the first time we got to see Jonah Hill in a serious acting role, and he did a great job. I mean, we later got to see him in Wolf of Wall Street as well. But prior to this, Jonah Hall, Jonah Hall was. Only in like comedy shit, Jonah Hill. Sorry. So the fact that we got to see him in a serious role and be good at it, even with with touches of comedy, overall, I love this movie. Um, I've seen this movie a million times as well. I had to put it in my top ten. Moneyball. All right. I still hate that fucking movie. Um, <laughs> my number seven is The Master, and Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. Amy Adams is in this movie. I don't know if this was his last role, but Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman is in this movie as well. The cast, Laura Dern's in this movie. 
it's a great psychological movie. And that's something you'll notice a lot on my list is psychological movies, movies that make you think. And it's kind of hard to explain this one without going into a few review. And because I don't want to add 15 minutes just talking about this movie, I won't really go into depth. But what I'll say is that if you enjoyed Joaquin Phoenix acting in The Joker, you need to see The Master. You absolutely have to see The Master. Wasn't it? I believe he was nominated for an Oscar, Oscar for this movie, wasn't yes, he? He was. Yeah, I remember he. Um, I remember them talking about that. I never seen this movie, but I remember them talking about he was kind of snubbed. Um, he didn't obviously win the Oscar for it, but yeah, that's another movie that I have on my list that I have to watch. I heard a lot of great things about that movie, but I never got to see it. And I think you're correct. It was Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman's last movie before he died. Yeah, crazy. What's your number six? Yeah. All right, so number six, um, this is this is movie's not gonna. I'm sure everyone's heard of this movie. Obviously, it's another 2019 movie. Just recently came out with some of my favorite two of my top five, The Irishman. My favorite director, Martin Scorsese. Um, I just absolutely love this movie. I'm pretty sure you have this on your list as well. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth. Uh, it is higher on my list, but we do have a full review. So make sure you guys, if you haven't, go and check out our full review on The Irishman. Um, I guess we'll get into my number six then. My number six is Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. The only animated movie, I think, on either one of our list. And I I enjoyed this so much because, A, I love the art style on it. They they developed a whole new animation style specifically for this. A whole new software just because of the way they wanted to animate this movie. And I think that that's a testament to how great it is. And what I'll say is that for anyone who likes comic book movies, this is the best story we're just talking about story like not acting or anything comic book movie story in all comic second only to infinity war for me yeah i didn't see this one but i've read and and saw a lot of youtube videos and stuff about this movie and a lot of people have said literally the same thing the writing in this movie has been amazing and if i'm not mistaken i think they're coming out with a sequel yeah. don't quote me on that though yeah, we, we they are about okay. it on, only keeping it real Okay, there you go. So sometimes my mind is shit. But yeah, uh, they, they talk about the writing. And this is also another one. I know this has been a running theme this episode, but I have this 100%. It's very high on my list. I might actually watch it tonight after we finish recording, actually. But um, I've been meaning to watch this movie because I heard so much great things. And the fact that it's an animated movie with such strong writing, that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's honestly just a great movie. Um, and it's something that could have only been pulled off here because each one of the characters has a different animation style. And it just fits so well. It's a great movie. Well, there you have it. That's the bottom half of the top ten. Now we're gonna get into the top half. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to you first since I'm always Wait. going first. Before we get into the top five, do you want to do our worst movie of the decade in between this? So we won't Let's end do it. on it. Um, go ahead. You can. Uh, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Go ahead. You take it. My worst movie of the decade, just to break it up before we get back into the good shit, is the Child's Play remake. Something that just what? came out this year. Dude, that's my number three. Well, fuck you. You're an idiot. <laughs> First, I, I, this is my worst movie ever because they, A, did not, this should not have been a Child's Play movie. They they capitalized on a brand name and then changed. Fundamentally, everything that they, that they changed about the character of Chucky made it a worse movie. The fact that it was AI instead of being possessed by a person. Um... The voice, uh, uh, the, I, the voice actor was good, so that was an issue. But just the interactions and everything, like it just when with Chucky, the with the original Child's Play, it all built to that moment of the mother about to throw him into the fire and her saying, like him looking down at her, like you stupid bitch. It just it all culminated in that. This has no moment like that at all. There's no great moment in this movie. Everything that they changed about it was horrible, and it's just. 
It, and overall, that more than just that, it just was not a good movie at all. There was nothing salvageable about this movie at all. So I will say this. I'm a huge Child's Play franchise fan. I've seen almost all the movies. And I think I would have been... I would have felt better if this was like Child's Play 7 or whatever the hell, what number, whatever number they're on versus a remake. I was so hyped for this remake and hands down, it was just an absolutely horrible movie. And actually, I'm trying to think really hard, but I can't think of anything. This is the only movie I think this freaking decade that I literally turned it off. I didn't want, I don't even know how the movie ended. I literally turned it off. And no matter how bad, even my worst movie of the decade, I watched from start to finish. Child's Play, the remake, I did not even finish the movie. I have no clue what the last 30 minutes are about. I turned it off. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And I don't turn off movies regardless of how bad they are. I, I, I sit through it and watch it out. I couldn't out this movie because I felt like they shit all over the, the, the Child's Play franchise. Terrible movie. What's your worst movie of the decade? And for me, I mean, I've talked about it on our Facebook page before. I think you were the one that, or I don't remember who posted about walking out in a movie theater. And I said, like, I almost walked out of this movie when I went to go see it in the movie theater. I saw it by accident, but it was friggin' Mother. That movie was so bad. It just on so many different levels, the writing, the plot. And it's crazy because Jennifer Lawrence is a great actress, but the movie was so horribly bad they were going for a lot of symbolism and metaphor they and were doing the bible just, they were doing yes the bible. but it was so convoluted and how the fuck are you supposed to figure that out i would have never figured that out unless i like read about it after the fact but the movie was just really really freaking bad easily the worst movie of the decade for me i hate that's that would be definitely my number two i fucking hate that movie with a passion bro i don't understand how anyone can enjoy that movie i really don't understand and coop loves, I, coop, I think coop has it in his top five are you joking bro coop loves that movie shout out to gerald cooper by the way but yes well i gotta hit him up and find out if that's the case because i really want to know what he saw in that movie that we did not i believe when we when we like when the facebook group first started and we like asked people like maybe it was of the year the last five like so he i know there was a top five list and that was on it for him that is ridiculous oh well it's coop it's coop 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 is unique in his own way shout out to to gerald cooper Well, let's get back into the good shit. Uh, we'll get into my number five since you want me to go first. And for me, number five, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. I love it. I, I will talk a little bit later. I got that on my list. A little, just a tad, tad higher okay. than you do. Yeah. We'll so we'll get into it. Right. But since we're on the topic of Leo, let's stay on Leo. My number five, which happens to be a little bit lower on your list. We could get into it a little bit more was Shutter Island. Ah. Love the freaking movie. Huge fan of psychological thrillers. Um, I don't think I've ever in my life seen a movie that the ending was so debated on. I mean, so much debate about the ending. Was he was he right? Yeah, you're right. Inception was. But I felt like at least in my life with my friends and my circle, Shut Island was debated even more. Was did he know what was going on or did he not know what was going on? And it was so heavily debated. And just the movie itself was a great movie. I mean, it was such an amazing twist. If you haven't seen it by now, too bad for you. But um, such amazing twist and spoiler. I mean, not spoilers, but um, shocks. I mean, when you find out at the end, like all this is just a figment of his imagination. It's freaking crazy. Yeah. Shut Island. It It's. This is just a fucking great movie, bro. Like, honestly, it's one of those ones that I I can, I can, there's a certain handful of movies that no matter what's going on, no matter what mood I'm in, I could be in the mood for it, and it's one of them. 
Absolutely. And also, the cast is really good in this movie. I mean, you got Leo, you got uh, Ben Kingsley, and um, what's Hulk's name again in real life? Hulk? Yeah, the guy who plays oh, Hulk. Oh, oh, Jesus. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. You got Mark Ruffalo in this, and you got Ben Kingsley, and you got Leo. Really, really good cast. Michelle Williams as well. Don't forget to mention Michelle Williams. Oh, yes, yes. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. All right. Well, I guess we got to get into my number four then, right? My yes, number four yeah. is Infinity War. And I know it's not on your list at all, but I think that, A, it's a difficult thing to culminate 21 movies i think it was at that point all into like one movie and all the different story threads that they had to pick up and the fact that they did the characters so well in the movie there's really besides the like bad guys that just pop up like the the minions they really flesh out more everyone who's in that movie and it was told from the perspective of the villain and it's so difficult to have a movie to where for the last like nine years up from that point we're getting to know these heroes and we all feel something for the heroes but to get us to feel for a villain who's popping up in this movie and this is the first time they're fleshing out this character is just a testament to how great the writing is in that movie and the russos directed it great talked about their directing already with uh civil war it's just they they understood what they needed to do in this movie and the importance of it and i even say you notice Endgame is not on my list. Endgame will probably be my top 25 of the year, but it's not in my top 10 because I think Infinity War is a better movie, a better directed movie, a better story, and a, and a, and a more original story than Endgame. Endgame is more of a traditional big-budget superhero movie. Infinity War is more than that to me, so that's why it's number four on my list. In your opinion, what, what made it stand out more than a Civil War or, or Endgame or any of these other movies? Well, that... Is that it? It's it. It picked up every every thread that we've been wondering as Marvel fans. Like with with Civil War, it only picked up really threads from other Captain America movies. Maybe a couple of the Iron Man movies as well. With Infinity War, it picked up threads from Guardians of the Galaxy, from Thor, from previous Avengers movies, from fucking not Ant Man, uh, but just like so many different things and like. If you are a fan, you've seen you're one of the people who's watched every one of the movies leading up to it. You see how even the before everyone comes together, like when they're going to different characters, they even got the tones from their previous movies correct in this movie. It's just it was just great. Awesome. Yeah. So that was your number four, four. I believe. My number four on the list, I don't know if you have this on your list, but this was a very monumental movie, um, groundbreaking when it came out. Well, not groundbreaking, but just the, the talks and the, the buzz after this movie came out. We just, our last episode prior to this, we did a, a review on Queen and Slim, and this one has Daniel Kluin in its Get Out. Oh, well, we can go ahead, because my number three as well is Get Out. So uh, That's perfect. Let's talk so, about it. Go ahead. Well, let's get into it. It's right there. But yeah, Get Out, I mean... The acting in this movie was great. I mean, there's so everything in this movie was great. But we talk, you and I are, are fans, even though we haven't talked about it a lot. We're big fans of psychological thrillers and twists. And talk about the twist at the end of this movie because I don't know about you, but I'm usually that guy that could figure shit out in like two minutes. Mm -hmm. I did not figure out that twist that, the, that that was going to happen in the end. Yeah, I think that a this is so high on my list because Jordan Peele, someone who basically was oh, yes. looked at his comedy understands horror so well and i don't know if you've like ever heard any podcast with him talking about like just the genre even like before he directed this movie he understands horror he's a he's a fan of horror he reminds me of me and you when we talk about horror movies honestly yes um and it's 
tone. tone. I'm really big on tone in, move, in, in movies. If you can make me feel your tone, you, you got me almost there. And like you said, it keeps you guessing. You never know what's going to happen. Um, it just... It, it and I wouldn't necessarily call it a, a twist, like because, like I look at twists as like kind of a misdirection. I don't know if they. It was more of a reveal, like with the with his girlfriend, like turning. Yeah, on Yeah, that's what I was talking more, about. Yeah, yeah, that that's a that that's a reveal versus a twist kind of to me. But either way, regardless of how you look at it, great fucking great writing written movie and a great standout role for uh, Daniel Kaluuya who put him on the like, map. This put him on the map. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing I'm like, I'm very big on films that could draw me in. That scene where uh, his girlfriend's mom is kind of like hypnotizing him. I don't know if that's the right word to use. I felt that shit. I'm like, I, I like, I could feel like him wanting to move and can't. Like, it was such an intense scene. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. And like you said, you could hit the nail on the head. The writing on this movie was tremendous. So, my number four, your number three, just absolutely freaking amazing. There you go. Uh, so I guess we're on your number three now. Right. So, yeah, we're getting into the top threes here. So my number three of the decade, and again, um, this is out of left field. A lot of people might not know, but for what this movie is and what this movie is about, it's probably one of the biggest things in our generation. And the movie I chose was The Social Network, which is basically the movie on Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. I think this was such an amazing movie. Um, oh, God. The guy, what was what's the name of the uh, the guy, the star? Shit, his name slips my mind now. Uh, uh, Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg, I think his name is. Such phenomenal acting from him. Probably his best role ever. And uh, also, I thoroughly enjoyed freaking Justin Timberlake's uh, cameo in this um, great writing. Obviously it was based on a true story and it gave us, it gave us a chance to learn. I mean, everyone's heard of Facebook, but no one knows the story of how it became Facebook, how it started as the Facebook and just the, the whole story of Facebook. And I would actually love to see a sequel to this. Like, cause since that movie, so much as else has happened with Mark Zuckerberg and, and, and Facebook and the whole entity of Facebook. So I'd love to see a sequel, but yeah, I, I I've seen this movie again about a million times. Um, I absolutely love it. I love the dialogue. I love Jesse Eisenberg's assholishness in this movie i'm sure that's how zuckerberg was in real life so thoroughly enjoyed it i i don't think you have the same feelings as me on this but what do you think about the movie i don't understand the hype for this movie like is it I, a top 50 I, is it a top 50 of yeah, all time? it is oh, it, it is and i and for me i i saw it i see saw it the one time and i've never even thought to go back to it like literally it, it's never crossed my mind to watch it again not that I hated it or anything like it, I, I recognize it as a good movie. Like I'm not I'm not saying that it's bad by any means. It's just it's not going to make if I could probably sit here and think of 200 movies that I would list before mm-hmm. that personally. But I don't judge anyone for it being high up because I understand it like it did give an aspect to it that we never seen before. Uh, Andrew Garfield put him on the map. Oh yes. Jesse Eisenberg it made him a more respectable actor because we he was just kind of the awkward kid before then. Like I the the acting in it is great. Like talking about it, you would think that I like I would have it high on my list. Like I I, I want to make sure that I say I don't hate the movie. It was just to me it was just an okay movie. So I respect that. Uh, again, it's not a movie that's gonna because it doesn't. It's not the movie is doesn't have like a a genre per se. I mean, it's a biopic if you want to call it that, but it's not horror. It's not thriller. It's not action. I guess you could classify it as drama if you wanted to, but. 
it doesn't have like a specific genre per se, but mm. I just enjoyed the writing and, and like you said, the acting that came out of it. But I want you to, when you have some time, go back and watch it now as now that Facebook is where it is in, 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 in life and in our culture and you being a more, a more, um, older person now i want you to go back and watch it and tell me what you think yeah i mean it's been it came out in 2010 i saw like right after it came out so it's been damn near 10 years well nine years exactly, exactly since so I've you seen were like movie. you were like when you first watched that you were about 36 37 okay, so you're older than me you, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah that's my number three all right cool my number three. Oh, we are i'm with my number two my number two is sure. movie my top two are movies that just came out this year the Irishman is my number two. Awesome. So, yeah, as I had said before, Irishman is my number six. We didn't really talk about it much. But, yeah, go ahead. Let's get into it. I mean, it. We, we got a few review on it, so I don't want to, like, sure. go too deep into it. But, like you said, the acting is great. Um, the fact that, like, and the more I find out about this movie, the more I respect Martin Scorsese. And he was already in my top three, if not my number one <laughs> director of all time. If you notice... Well, my my list has three Scorsese movies on it: Shutter Island, Wolf of Wall Street, and Irishman. Did he do Inception? No, he did not. That was Christopher Nolan. So I think I have about two or three of Scorsese, yeah. and he's my number one of all time. So I mean, but to find out that he had someone specifically watching the actor's posture to make sure that they're acting the appropriate age, since this movie goes over the course of a decade, and the, and the actors get older, and they wanted their posture to change. Um, but the, the like we like we talked about in our review, the acting in this movie. From Ray Romano to fucking Pesci to De Niro to uh, uh, fucking who am I forget Pacino, um, everybody was fucking amazing in this movie, and I can't, I I seriously seriously think when it's all said and done, Irishman is in my top ten of all time. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, we did a review. If you have not listened, go ahead and go ahead and check that out. Um, it's one of our actually one of our most listened to episodes um, since our quote unquote reboot. So definitely go ahead and check that out. But yeah, I mean, we, we you got the trio here. You got Pesci, you got Pacino and you got De Niro. Um, you know, this movie is absolutely taking home some freaking Oscars and absolutely taking home some Golden Globes. Um, it's just a matter of how many. Scorsese was amazing as always. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to beat this movie up too much, talk about it too much. We, we've already did a full review on it. But well deserve it on your end for that this movie uh, is in your top two. Again, I had it in my top uh, It's in my six, but I have no qualms about you having it in your top two. All right, what's your number two? My number two, and I'm going to assume since you don't have it yet, unless if you're blind, this movie is probably going to end up being your number one, um, is my number two is uh, Joker. Yep, that's not my number one. So we'll, there we'll, you go. we'll get into it a little bit more here. Uh, I mean, we can go ahead and get into it, I guess, because my Let's number do one it. will be next. Um, it, yeah, go ahead. CEO Hayes is number one. Nah, it's your number one, bro. It's, the show's on you. I mean, just a, a master class in acting. Like, if you want to teach anyone how to act, this is one of the movies you can show them and show the performance. Like he got into this character and it's not the comic book Joker. It's such a different and unique take. Like we get the one scene where I feel like it's comic book Joker. That's the one in his house when he, when he murders and he's playing with the, with the, with the short guy. Um, but other than that, it's like such just, I don't know when you watch this movie, like it's hard to think that <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix is really not out here killing people. Like that's how, that's how in, ingrained you get in this movie and we talk and i talked about scorsese being like one of my favorite directors how many movies of his i have on this list this is very much like inspired by some of his work and it's just it it elevates it and i you know it's funny because i'm looking at my list and i'm like oh well, i have two comic book movies on here i have spider-verse and civil war 
oh three in Infinity War. Infinity. I didn't even think yeah. of Joker as a comic book movie. That's how yeah. great that movie is. Technically, it it is classified as a comic movie. Um, however, um, it's probably one of the best, if not the best, comic movies ever of all time, at least yeah. in my opinion. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, role of a lifetime. Um, he's done some good stuff. You mentioned Master and some other movies. He, you know, he's we know him from. But shit, what he did here, and the thing is, he had some ridiculous shoes to fill. I mean, we've seen Jack Nicholson as as uh, Joker. We've seen. Keith Ledger as Just Joker. Stop I'm not even gonna. Just stop it. Yeah, I'm not even gonna freaking mention the other guy because no. But the fact that he was able to um, fill those shoes and in some, arguably in some people's opinions even overpass those shoes is just tremendous. Um, I think the, the Joker is going to collect a ridiculous amount of awards this upcoming um, award season. But yeah, this movie was so great from start to finish. And the fact that I said this when we, we did a, a sort of a mini review on this and I had said this, the fact that my wife, who's not a fan of superhero movies or these type of movies, was totally intrigued with this movie and start from beginning to end says a lot because she's not really a big movie person. But even for the, the person that's not a movie person or the person that's not a superhero or, or type of movie person, you'll still be enthralled with this movie because the acting and the writing is so friggin' great. And Joaquin Phoenix, I cannot I, there's not enough words to say how good he was in this movie. I 100% believe that this script was written as just a script. And to get it greenlit to actually make the movie, they threw it, the Joker in there. You think? I, 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 I'm sorry. That's you just one what? of my conspiracy theories is that this movie was written as just a great psychological movie on, on mental health. And then somebody, and then because it, that somebody was like, you know what? They'll never green light you making a rated R movie like this. He was like, what if I make it the Joker? Yeah, you know what? Because if you think about it, there's very few aspects of what we know as the Joker in this movie. It's like they just, we'll just add in this part and we'll just add in this part. We'll make him a clown. And literally, he could have been, he could have been a, a disgruntled comedian. I mean, it could have really been anything. They, they just, the movie really, like you said, it could have really been anything. And you're right. Maybe they just put it in Joker because to have that appeal and to get it green lit. Um because even it being the Joker, as we talked about in our uh, reviews, talking about in the past, the movie was almost not greenlit. Yeah. So the fact that and that was as a Joker. So imagine if it didn't have the Joker name behind it, what would have happened? So yeah, just saying, man. Great, great, great movie. Todd Phillips did his motherfucking thing. And this, I don't know how many because I like I I don't know Todd Phillips by name, so I don't know like what else he's directed. I think it's been just a lot of comedies. Um, I'm I'm signed up for anything he does next. Like at this point, oh, just absolutely. because of this movie, anything that has Todd Phillips' name to it, I'm there for until he fails me. I agree. And what about renew? Would you say this is a resurgence of Joaquin Phoenix? Well, no, because he had the mat. I think he Joaquin's always been the actor's actor. Like right, like he's always going to get a lot of respect from people who watch these these art house movies for great acting, like her which I've mentioned before, The Master, which was on my list. This, like, he always has great roles. This is something he's been doing for 20-plus years. But I think this put it in the public eye. So now people who, like, it being a Joker film, people saw a Joaquin Phoenix movie that would never see a Joaquin Phoenix movie. Bro, I I am that person because I never seen Master, and I mean I can go through Walking Phoenix's filmography. Maybe I've seen two of his previous movies. And that's when he was a lot younger. I haven't seen anything in the last five ten years that I know of or I can remember. But now you better believe the next Walking Phoenix movie that comes out, I will absolutely be watching. There you go. 
which might be a sequel to this. Actually, they're talking about that, so w- w- remains to be seen. But we'll, we'll see what we get with that. Kind of wish this is one and done. I don't know, man. It was really good, so, and the money that they made—I mean, freaking broke the billion-dollar mark. Um, you, you have to think they're gonna go to the well one more time. But yeah. again, we'll see how, what the outcome of that is. But yeah, do you think they can avoid? Do you think they could do a Joker sequel and avoid putting Batman, some form of Batman or Bruce Wayne into it? That's my issue with it, is that if they do a sequel, I want it more like this. And I just, I see Warner Brothers getting involved and like, oh, this made a billion dollars. Let's let's throw Batman in there. And then that would be my issue. A thousand percent. They can um, do this without Batman because the setting of this movie, Batman is like 10. True. So they have... <laughs> they have like they have like a good ten years to go to go um, until he gets to you know an adult like Batman gets to an adult because in this movie he's a kid, Bruce Wayne's a kid, so they still have a whole eight to ten years that they can do of a movie pre Batman. I mean, yeah, you can have like a little snippet of him like how they did in in in, in this movie, but it doesn't have to be a big focus on Batman versus Joker. It could still be more of Joker's lead up and him getting because all you saw at this at the end of this movie was that joker gang beginning to form so this movie could be like that the rise of the joker they could even call it where you see more of the joker gang and you see the whole him taking over the city and then in the maybe at the end of that movie is where you get like batman is is now going to be batman to to, to save the city from joker and his gang and then that could be the end of it or maybe they can go to a part three who fucking knows <laughs> these people. all right what you got for your number one so yeah, that was it. That was CEO Hayes's number one. And now for my number one, um, Scorsese has been all over my list. And as I mentioned, Leo has been my number two of all time, right at, right uh, behind Tom Hanks. So my number one movie of all time, or not of all time, but at least in the past decade, without a doubt, Wolf of Wall Street, which you had also on your list a little earlier on the list. But I absolutely love this movie and hands down Leo's best movie of all time. His acting was just on another level you know you can tell when an actor is absolutely freaking loving their role and he just you can tell he's just enjoying this this role from beginning to end he's so strong in this movie uh not only him but amazing probably Jonah hill is one of his best performances as well um we saw my bay my film bay Margot Robbie, this was her first big role. And now we know, you know, from where she started, she was great in this movie. And now she's like one of the leading women in Hollywood. So she came a long way and just everything about this movie was just great. I mean, again, we got Martin Scorsese in this as well. Uh, Another biopic. I know I have a couple biopics in my uh, in my list, but so much greatness on this movie. Yeah, great movie. Great. Just everything about it. Like him. Like you said, Leo was having fucking fun. Um, Matthew McConaughey and the one yes. the little bit he pops up is having fucking fun too. Like it just really seems like these guys all enjoyed each other on this movie. Jonah Hill, fucking amazing in this movie as well. And I don't I don't not someone who always enjoys Jonah Hill's roles either. So like it's it was just a great movie. Yeah, and the dialogue was amazing. So many funny one-liners. I mean, and, you know, for profession, for those who don't know, I'm a sales manager. And, like, I've used this at, you know, used this to hype up my salespeople. Maybe not with the same amount of, uh, of cursing involved, but I've used a lot of these. A lot of these talks by Leo and a lot, by some of these other people, it's, it's, it's great. And so many f- funny lines and funny dialogue. I mean, 
I love Matthew McConaughey, even though you got us. I'm not a huge Matthew McConaughey fan, but I love him in this movie. And he literally had about 10 minutes in this movie. And that's that scene where he sits down with Leo and he's talking about like the rules. And he's like, yeah, always do coke. Try to jerk off at least once or twice a day. Uh, you know, it, he was just really funny in the movie. And Leo, again, I, 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 I'll go. I can go all day talking about Leo in this movie. And. Everything about this movie, the cinematography was, you know, the everything was great on this movie. I mean, and the story, and again, it's based on a true story. Jordan Belfort, the whole, the whole scam and everything. They just, I, I don't know, man. I like, I'm kind of speechless. I, I could talk forever, but at the same time, I'm speechless because I, I don't know what to say that hasn't already been said. I mean, the movie has done so well and they won awards for it and just so many different things I could talk about that. We'd literally be here all night. But hands down, I didn't even hesitate to think about my number one. I automatically knew this was going to be my number one movie. And I've seen this movie like literally 50 times, if not more. And I will never, if there's ever, if it's ever on television, I will not hesitate to watch this over any other movie, period. Wow. It's probably in my top, top three of all time. That's, that's a ringing endorsement. There you go. Well, that is our top 10 movies of, of the decade and our worst movie of the decade thrown in the middle there jb you got any parting words with them before we give them our social media and go the fuck home uh, no that's pretty much it um i just want to just to kind of close out the year i really really want to thank all the film fans for listening we really appreciate the support we appreciate the feedback we appreciate you guys hopping into the facebook discussion page uh film frequency and taking part in discussions and um as ceo hayes has said so many times that's kind of taken a life on their own we don't even have to get involved just conversations are, are, are starting every single day and please continue to support us and and continue to give us a listen share this with your friends family members whoever uh just can't thank everybody enough CEO Hayes, as always, you're my brother. Thank you so much for taking, you know, doing this journey with me. And 2020, we got a lot in store for you guys, a lot of different shit. You're going to be hearing a lot of retro shit, and we got a lot in store. But, yeah, that's enough of the sentimental shit for me. I can be reached at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1JB on Twitter. And, of course, on Facebook, Javid Bashula. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. And I want to echo uh, JB sentiments there. Like, thank you for the journey. Thank you for everyone who's in the Facebook group, uh, keeping that going. And we got some shit planned for you guys this upcoming year. And we've already kind of mapped out the first quarter. So uh, it's going to be going to be fun times around here talking about films and movies, maybe some TV sprinkled in there from time to time because we aren't just movies. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun year. I promise you that you guys can follow us collectively at the film bros. So go check out the discussion group. Just search the film frequency on Facebook. Uh, we are soon to be the number one film podcast in the world. I guarantee it soon to be. It's going to happen one day. And we love each and every one of you guys. Peace. 2019 is over. 220. Here we come. <laughs> Speech. First of all, I want to thank my connect. The most important person with all due respect. Thanks to the duffel bag, the brown paper bag, the Nike shoe box for holding all this cash. Okay. Boys in blue who agree before the badge. Okay. The first push who ever made the stash. Okay. The rock boys in the building tonight. Hey. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. Hey. Thanks to the lames, bad aim. Thanks to a little change, I tore you off the cane. Bullet wounds will stop your buffoonery. Thanks to the pastor rapping at your eulogy. To little Kim and them, you know the women friend who carry the work cross state for a gentleman. Yeah, thanks to all the hustlers and most importantly you, the customer. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling.
boys on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Look at how I'm chilling, I'm killing this ice. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. Take what the falls, bigger than figure more. Cause they forgot to account what I did with the 